0: Yeah, stuff. so here's my new piece of chocolate cake I just got, and I'm taking a picture of that and send it, making a video about it. You don't want that on your church page. No, please, for the love of God, okay. no. <laughs> don't, <clears throat> don't, don't
1: put that kind of making stuff sure. there.
0: No, no. Making sure.
1: We got, we got enough crazy people on social media putting pictures of their food, <laughs> right, what they right. ate, ate for lunch, <laughs> and their— Pictures of their freaking cats and all that stuff. We don't need any of that up. No, I'm so sick and tired of that. Hello,
0: and welcome to Rescuing Churches with Stan and Josh Gibbons. This is the official podcast of 614 Ministries, where we exist to renew vision and restore hope at struggling churches across the country. With over 80% of churches in decline and 1,500 pastors a month battling depression, we strive to equip members and encourage ministers to pursue new directions of stability and growth.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I am Josh, your friendly neighborhood communications director, joined, as always, by my father, 614, executive director and pastor, Stan Givens. Dad, thanks for being here. Glad to be here, as always. And we thank all of you for listening and all of you that have been supporting the show so far. All right, so as gathering size limitations and quarantine restrictions are beginning to get lifted in a few areas and a few states. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah, (laughs) hallelujah. We all know how grateful Dad is for that because I, I kind of thought for a little while there we were going to have to like put him in a rubber room I'm telling and you, it's crazy qu- quarantine him from the quarantine. Yeah,
0: the church, the church has not been together. <laughs> that's not okay with
1: me. So we thought it might be a really good idea to dedicate an entire episode to discussing just exactly how this COVID-19 experience is going to be affecting the local church and really how the local church should open back up in the coming weeks and months, particularly the small local church, because that's primarily who we deal with. All right. So today we're going to be talking about how that's going to play out. And Dad, you've got yeah. five thoughts here in regards to. Let that. me
0: let me just preempt this by saying we're, we're we've come out of a time. Unlike anything ever experienced in America, I mean, everybody's saying it's unprecedented. Huge. Um, But what? What? A couple of the good things that happened with COVID is it restored some family values that were lacking in our culture. Right. Um, It brought people home. Guys that were working fifty and sixty and seventy hours a week moms and dads both working, you know, one and two jobs each, Yep. you know, racing home at night. If you remember before COVID, Oh yeah. (laughs) They race home at night, (laughs) grab some fast food, you know, throw it at their kids who are in their room on their iPads and you know, then they're off to sleep or whatever. So, um, all of that for a lot of families that has slowed down dramatically. People are spending a lot more time together. Uh, I've, I've noticed just walking the neighborhood up here by, Our church and in my own neighborhood, you know, families are out walking together. They're sitting on porches together. Oh, yeah. You know, my brother mentioned, you know, him and his family just sit, have a little fire, and sit on their front porch every night together. Yep. Because everybody's home now. So, and actually, that's a really great biblical value. It's kind of
1: bizarre. I don't think anybody
0: would have seen that coming in 2020. I yeah. mean, that,
1: that families were going to be together as, as often as they actually and are. Maybe God's <laughs> trying
0: to wake us up to that. That's right. my point. Right? Right. Maybe exactly. God's trying to wake us up to that. You know, families are, are eating together and playing together and watching more shows together. So I think it's had a huge positive impact on our families. And I think we as churches ought to be paying attention to that for sure. Um, and, the fact that family is more important than income, maybe, <laughs> maybe something we could work on as a church to instruct or to teach. Oh, you. yeah, for so sure. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. You know, health. Our health is what everybody was worried about, so health was more important than the dollar um, for families. So, even though we were going to struggle and you know, kind of, kind of wrestle with our finances, it, our favorite sports events, you know, SEC football or little league. Goes to the sideline, so our health is taken care of. So right. we've actually reprioritized ourselves pretty wisely. Now I think coming out of this, you know, being Americans, we're going to ramp all that probably back up to oh, yeah. insane levels. Yeah. But I think the church ought to address at least some of that to say, let's let's not forget how valuable the family is. Yeah, the church tr- the church definitely needs yeah. to shine and t- and take a minute there to. Yeah. Uh, to remind everybody of those values, for sure. Yeah. So let's go over the thoughts that we had. We, you and I, had put together for for churches regathering. Yeah. You've got you've got five
1: important things here, and um, the first one being work on the connections, specifically between your your members. This includes things
0: like dinners and special gatherings. How exactly does that play out? All the stuff that's been pulled offline. I mean, ch- churches, small churches thrive on fellowship and unity and, and, and families being together outside of the church, whether it's a small group or just, mm-hmm. just, we all go to dinner together. Just before this all hit, we had, you know, a handful of us f- church families. We went to a real nice, uh, catfish place out, you know, in the country, had a great dinner together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just, you were with us on that. So, yep. um, so there's all these special gatherings and, uh, and I think the church needs to come back in pretty heavy with that because it's the element that's been missing. We've still been teaching, right? The, the Sunday service has been broadcast for most churches. Oh yeah, sure. So there's a teaching element that's been happening. Uh, We've been able at our church to maintain at least a small group teaching. Now we haven't had the people in the room with us, which is where the small group gets its life from. Right. Uh, But you and I did a small group together. And so online and, and so, but some of that does need to be focused on for a little bit. I think the church needs to reconnect focus on its its internal connecting of people to people. And you know, the, and you think that's something that
1: a lot of folks are probably missing, missing right now
0: emotionally. So. Yeah. I really hope so. Yeah. It's, it's a sign of a healthy church. In other words, I think uh you know the the Senior citizens Sunday school class yeah. should all go to dinner somewhere when they open up a restaurant. Sure, or, or if they're afraid to do that, let's all go to you know Miss Su- Susie's house and have dinner at her right. house. Or get, uh, get takeout and take it to the house. Yeah, whatever whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. we need, <laughs> whatever to do, you got to do. But let's let's <laughs> let's actually do something that we haven't been able to do, which is get in the same room together and 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 be together. So kind um, of bring like some familiarity back to things sure. and and yeah. all of that. And that's, then the church could good. plan a singing night where the. You know, your praise team's been off forever for some of us. I know some people have done some praise together, but right, but we could just have a night where we all come up to sing and mm. uh, and give testimony. We have a testimony night. We could have a, you know, any kind of special thing like that—a dinner, a gathering, all of that. And I don't think we need to overload our schedule like crazy with it. Like, hey, five times this week we're going to get together. Right. Although the New Testament church was together <laughs> every day, yeah. Um, I do think it would be—it's real important for us to think. As pastors, we need to think about the reconnecting life on life. So
1: that's good. That's really good. Definitely something that a lot of people are going to be longing for after this whole thing is over. All right. So number two on the list uh, that we put together here, make make sure that your seniors are safe. And this is the elderly in your church. And one of the ways that you can do this, and I love how you worded this, is to super deep clean their Sunday school rooms for
0: them. Sure. Let's wipe everything <laughs> down triple. Super deep clean it. Yeah. Let's just, let's wipe everything down with, you know, disinfectant wipes. Let's, let's provide disinfectant wipes and hand sanitizers oh, in yeah. the rooms. Let's get all the doorknobs in the church clean. We're going to go through this week and do that because this coming Sunday we can open up. Yeah, May, we? May yep, the. Yep. Seventeenth or whatever that'll be, we can open up. So praise the Lord for that. And so, uh, but I think the seniors need to know, I think we need to really know regarding their health issues. And since we are going to reopen, if if, you, if they prefer gloves and mask, mm-hmm. you know, make sure they have them. Or if you need to provide for them, you know, you have a box of those sitting at the front door. Yeah, that's good. Um, and and let, them, let them know that you're trying to meet their needs. Che- check on them and see, see what their needs actually are. Um, try to understand their concerns. Um, I, I think we probably have a couple of senior citizens that may not come for a while because their significant other or somebody they're close to is very, very ill at home. And so they don't want right. to be exposed to more public.
1: Yeah. And I get that. Um, and, and some of them might even know somebody personally that's passed away from COVID. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of that in, in some churches, you know, that... That's all across the United States, and if you know
0: someone or a loved one that's passed away, you're just naturally going to be a little more hesitant to get out for a while. Sure. But I do think the seniors need to need to be communicated with to say, "Hey, we're trying to make it as safe as possible. When you're ready, you know, we're here for you. And if you're not able to be ready, that's fine. We'll, we'll, you know, wait and wait it out with you." Sure. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And number three on the list here of helping to kind of get your church to reopen um, after COVID is to plan a special communion service. And I know this is something you're particularly enthusiastic about and looking forward to. I
0: think I mentioned it almost every Sunday. Yeah. uh,
1: A good chance to, you know, use this type of service for testimonies of God's faithfulness. How exactly would you want to implement that coming out of COVID-19 specifically? Well,
0: Well, communion itself is, is the gathering of the church body around the table of the Lord, to, to uh remember what he's done for us and what he's promised us, and it's done we are literally communing with God as a collective body, so communion, although we've done it virtually and i uh, some pastor friends and I did it virtually for Easter uh, right we had had a pastor friend of mine call and say, "Hey, if I throw a zoom meeting together, some of y'all want to do do virtual communion and we did a group of us did it over online. Uh, but it's not the same as the body gathered. Right. The, the body gathered is actually the New Testament model of the church. So when we get together as a church, there's a whole other element of of life and spirit of God involved in that. And I believe you know, planning a good communion service, you know, a week or two after you get started in your meetings here, we're going to try to do ours next week. Um, I'm just longing to get that done, right? And and let the church collectively. Uh, partake as one of the you know bread and the cup representative of the body and blood of Christ and celebrate what Christ has done for us um, so i just think that's a real important i think getting communion back into the corporate meeting soon is a good idea good. You know, I know some some churches it's a monthly thing some churches it's quarterly so sure. you know i'm not suggesting you're in sin if you're not i sure. just to me i think it's a really important element of gathered church. And coming out of, uh, again, out of COVID, uh, what, seven it, it, weeks of eight weeks of not meeting however long it's been. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, and it's something that,
1: again, is one of those things that a lot of people are familiar with and they may be missing. So it may be good for, for a lot of church folks to have that. Um, number four on the list here, consider if your virtual feeds were reaching a broader audience. And this is where you would be, you know,
0: evaluating whether some of your live feeds should also be for your small groups and stuff like that. Right. Right. And we, we've got You know, our with our little church, we we've got you know forty forty five members. Oh yeah, and but our feed has been reaching more than that through a week's time. After a week of sitting it online has gone by, we've seen more than that, and we've had we've had people from you know other states watching our church. Absolutely, some of that's connections I've had in the past, or connections our church friends have in the past. Uh, some of their friends are watching our church. And and I have watched a bunch of church that I've never right. been able to see before. Right. <laughs> uh so had a little more time and I wanted to see these other pastors preach. So it's been been a blessing. Our board one of our board members, Brian, I've watched his his services. Really exciting. Um, enjoyed his teaching. So and Pastor Paul, you know, that did our, was on one of our podcasts. Yep. I've watched his and enjoy his. Pastor Matt, who's gonna be on an upcoming one. we're still editing his, but it's coming up real soon. Um, I've watched his, so um, I, I just think you need to, as a church, you need to consider what that feed's doing for you, and is there a way to enhance it? Is there a way to get the message out more? Now, on the flip side of that, I have a pastor friend. We'll have him on sometime soon, Bishop Ritchie. Uh, you know, he's like a mentor to me. He's older than me, godly man, and uh, he does not put his out on right. online. He, he doesn't put even put no, his audio out. No sermon audio online. Yeah, because he <laughs> believes if you want. Church fellowship, come to church, and right. and I totally get that. By the way, um, when when you give it away for free, uh, when you just let people have it, you know they they can sit at home in their pajamas and watch it, and never get the real benefit of what the church meeting and the sermon in the church meeting was about. Right, right. So then it's just a a randomized teaching issue, mm-hmm. um, and I get all of that. So I just think churches and elders need to be wrestling with what are we doing with this and you know, should we put snippets up so that people get a taste of it and wanna come? Uh, kinda like what an advertisement is. An advertisement's like a little snippet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's what you,
0: here's what this would taste like if you had one and then right. you wanna go buy one. Yeah. Right? So, so
1: then you kinda struggle with the people who were sick and couldn't make it and
0: you know, they're left at home with yeah, not being have, able to do watch anything. you have, anything, do you have so. a special feed just for them that you'll send them? Yeah. I mean, there's all <laughs> kinds of ways to do that. But it, I think it's going to, requ- I think it requires some dialogue. Yeah. And, and lots of churches, especially the larger churches, they just put theirs out there. It's like, here it is. Yeah. You know, hope, hope you enjoy it kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Um, but there may be better ways to minister to people and all that. So sure, I, sure. I do think it requires some some dialogue and get some feedback from your elders. Get some thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. And I think that incorporating the video conferencing software like our church has, like Zoom and some other options for small groups has been really good. So Yeah, it's really helped us. It's it's definitely helped churches reach a broader audience because some people that would have never been able to be in small groups during COVID-19, even some of your, you know, technologically challenged seniors, they're still in their small groups because of softwares like Zoom. So That's correct. Yeah, they're that audience is still able to be there and participate. And then mm-hmm. last on our list here, number five is going to be anything about social media.
0: Yeah. The direction um, you should take your social media in the middle of all this as we're transitioning out. And I'm going to sort of lean on you for that, Josh. What, what what are they recommending you do with, I mean, your social media stuff's kind of blown up here. Y'all been really active, you know, keeping everybody informed on what's, what's happening at church. What What's the new, you know regulations and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but but the question becomes, you know, with all the positive daily messages you could have, people are anxious. That's something we'll talk about in a future podcast here. People are very anxious, and we need to address that anxiety uh, with truth and scripture. Um, so I'm just asking you, what do you think is probably a good direction to go with with our daily post, our regular? Your regular social media activity that you have. What do you What are you thinking on?
1: Yeah, that? for church pages uh, during COVID nineteen, and I've been doing this with the North Side page and um, the Six Fourteen Ministries page as well. Especially the North Side page is positivity, like you just mentioned there. Continue to turn out positive messages on your social media platforms. And this can be done through various graphics, you know, fun engagement graphics, um, but verse graphics especially are really big right now. And when COVID-19 first hit and as it's been going on, I noticed a lot of engagement and interaction and views on the verse graphics. Right. um, Because those were encouraging to people and people needed to see and experience that kind of encouragement. Now, engagement is also really big and we've discussed engagement. In one of the previous podcast episodes, and I've written about it before, but people also want to be able to interact now with you digitally as a church because they're not here. So the engagement posts are big. The posts that ask questions, the graphics that ask questions, even if they're just fun and silly, and the videos that spur people on to want to leave a comment. Right. Um, our children's ministry director, Andy, has been doing a great job mm-hmm. with his kids' ministry videos. They're getting comments from people that have nothing to do with the kids' ministry. They just like
0: them. So, See, and that's, that's another one of those elder moment think-throughs. Right. We've been posting our children's ministry. <laughs> well, we never did that before. Never
1: did that. <laughs> never did that
0: before. But now we have. So does that mean, you know, Andy, our children's pastor, does that mean he's got to actually— now be able to teach a lesson and film himself at the same time <laughs> with a room full of you know hooligans, right? right. Know, that may be a little more challenging. It won't be as smooth as right. just him and it his son up there. It wouldn't be as smooth. when you fill the room up with our kids. So, so does it now? We does that mean we need to get a guy to go up and help film that? Should there be a film crew in there with him? That's a whole other level for a little church. And yeah. if it has value for the gospel, if it has value to reach the lost and and disciple a generation then we need to think through how can we pull that off without stressing ourselves out. Yeah.
1: And you don't want to overload a little church (laughs) that has minimal staff. I will say that. So (laughs) whatever you do, don't overload yourself. But the engagement thing is, is a big deal. It's bigger now than it's ever been before. And if you're the admin for a church Facebook page, just make sure that you are responding to comments, that you're liking people's comments when they leave them, that you're keeping up with your DMS, your direct messages, your emails, All that stuff is really important so that people feel like they are noticed and important during a really weird, transitional, difficult time. And then, of course, video is also really important, like we mentioned a second ago. And Dad, you've actually been doing this on your personal Facebook profile. Personal messages and devotionals from the pastors are huge right now because people want to see and hear from their pastor even throughout the week, you know, when they're at home, they just want to know about all of that. Right. right. Um, and they want to know what their pastor's up to and what their pastor's thinking mm-hmm. and, you know, the thoughts that he had on some verse for the morning and all that kind of well, stuff. So. and
0: just, just to touch on that with you, I, you know, that was, that was, that I began that realizing we're disconnecting as church and body. Right. Exactly. Le- leadership. So I've got to, I've got to get something going through our social media to touch on that. And so, In doing that, um, in my brain, it was through through this time period. But I can tell you a ton of feedback in the last two weeks is whatever you do, when we go back to regular, normal, whatever, don't stop doing those videos. Yeah. Don't and, stop
1: doing the videos. Yeah. Please. Pe-
0: people, people have been encouraged by that little short, short devotional. They yeah. really have. Yeah. I hope they're not using it as their personal devotional. Right. they're just letting it be a seed <laughs> thought to get them started in something. Uh, but, but I, I, you know, I have enjoyed them myself and, you know, it's, in, it's encouraging to me to think through something and, Encapsulated into a three-minute, four-minute. Yeah, deal. from
1: a from a church communication standpoint, I highly recommend all of you church communicators yeah. out there. When your pastor posts something like that, share it to your church's page if it's page appropriate content. So as long as it's not something where he's mentioning something about you know like the news or you know a funeral you that know, took place, rambling on, yeah, about just his new you know car. something random. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's 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 actually a devotional that he would like for the church body to know about share it to the church page well we thank all of you for listening to this episode of rescuing churches guys we hope that the content was helpful and that the dialogue was inspiring and encouraging and as always we really appreciate any thoughts or feedback that you might have about the show you can reach out to us on facebook instagram or twitter at 614 rebuild or leave us a voicemail at 601-909-0614 we listen to all of our voicemails and might even include yours in an upcoming episode.
0: And you could get a free used hunting hat. Really? Free used hunting hat. If you leave a good message. Only if it's a good message. Yeah. Used, but good hunting hat.